This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And it is gets really emotional, you know. There, I, I think I saw you crying. I did cry a couple times. It yeah, touched me in multiple yeah. ways during and scene like, scenes bro, and during cry. action scenes. Yeah. Don't cry. Don't cry until the yeah. end when the characters are crying to let us know it's okay to cry in the theater. Yeah, not until Alpha cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the order comes down from Tom. Yeah. Then crying's cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> you just look like a chump. What up, Reject Nation? Greg and John here today. We switched sides. Oh, no. Just got to mix it up on the I'm channel in once in a while. We just saw Top Gun Maverick. You guys know me. I love me some Tommy Cruise. If there's one thing I know between John and I, I'm definitely a bigger Tom Cruise fan generally. Yes, in fact, I would credit you with making me a Tom Cruise fan and That's really right. being my portal, my gateway That's, into I convert the cruise. people to Tom Cruise. You do. Tom Cruise converts them into something else. <laughs> <laughs> guys, if you could leave a like, that'd be very much appreciated. Here's the first thing I think we should say. You got to watch this in the theaters. If you're going to watch this, watch it in the theaters. On the biggest, most clearest screen possible. Or if you're a reaction channel, wait for it to come out on streaming and react to it from your computer. Go get views. <laughs> get someone to shake your seat around sometimes to make it feel more vital. Yeah. Like it's a D-box or something. This was so immersive and transportive. I don't think you would have to have seen the first Top Gun film, but you'd 1 million percent appreciate this more if you have seen the first Top Gun movie. There's going to be things that happen in here that just flat out you you won't really care that much about unless you've seen the first Top Gun film. And it takes place like, I don't know, when was when Top Gun come out? Like 88 years ago? Yep. 88 years ago today. What, what year? 1986, so like 45 years ago. So like 400 years ago. So yeah, um, Maverick is now in his late 70s. <laughs> Maverick is on his deathbed in an aircraft. Yeah, he just can't quit. Yeah. He's so going like, to fly Maverick, into the sun. you need to go to the hospital. You are dying. Your heart is failing, and you're going to crash He's and like, kill innocent I'm a people. Pilot. That's what I do. <laughs> and I'm going to go down the way I lived. I'm going to switch between calling him Tom Cruise and Maverick. Maverick is uh, he, hes now going to be the new Top Gun instructor. Incredibly uh, risky operation they have to do, so they bring in the best to yes. train this new crop of top-of-the-top pilots to go on this incredibly impossible mission. You know, when I was walking out of this movie, I was thinking, you know, one title you could have called this is Maverick's Top Gun. You know what I mean? Like he wrote and directed it himself. Yeah. <laughs> you could, because it really is Maverick's movie, and it really is tied into his both uh, journey since the past movie and his journey past yeah. the point where we meet him here. It is, it is as much as it is an ensemble piece in ways like Top Gun, it is very focused in on the emotional core of Maverick. Yeah, because Maverick in this movie, without giving too much away, Tom Cruise gives an amazing performance in this film. That's one thing that r really dawned on me watching this, was like, we all know that Tom Cruise loves to commit to the stunts, he loves to commit 
commit to learning how to do things he's never learned before in order to bring it to the big screen. But it's not just watching a guy pull off cool action and stunts. He always brings his A game with the performances. Like it seems like the more invested he is in pulling that realistic, crazy stuff off of that makes his performance better throughout. There's, there's a lot of just great scenes of him having just dialogue moments, quiet moments, dramatic moments. Sometimes he's like really funny in that sort of dry, unexpected way you don't see from Tom Cruise uh, that often. Like, hey, forget Tom Cruise can be a pretty funny guy. This movie itself is structurally very similar to the first Top Gun movie, except for some beats in the finale. Like the finale is when, without giving anything away, the finale is when it takes a, like, the finale is awesome. It expands. It opens up it's, the wings. It's, it's an amazing <laughs> finale. And it's not a repeat of Act 3 of that movie because this film structurally is very similar. Yet, I would also say that I only saw Top Gun 1 for the first time a couple months ago. So I'm not like a big fan. I don't have this crazy nostalgia for Top Gun. Watching this 40 minutes in, I'm like, this movie was way better than the first one. <laughs> like, <honestly, laughs> I mean, don't offend anyone, but I was watching it going, this movie is much better. It just has much more of a, a heart. I take it really serious. I get really, in, truly invested in the characters. The action is just beyond phenomenal. I've never admired aviation so much, and I've never wanted to not do aviation so much at the same time. At the time. same like, time. It looks so, those shots are there. The G-Force and I'm blacking out and I'm like, this just looks like the most horrifying. Plus you got lights going off and you got things exploding. How many retakes did they do on this movie? Because they have these guys really fly. And, and even though you know they probably weren't flying at exactly the same conditions, it very much convinces you that they are. And they do build a pretty strong ensemble based around that. And I think that's something that this movie, like the original Top Gun obviously has it. It has some amazing aerial sequences for the time especially. But this movie uses that to make everything more tangible and more visceral and then because of that you appreciate just the value of life that much more and that bolsters the ensemble of characters I think. Well I think the first Top Gun movie the kind of vibe was bros. Yeah you know? like bro rivalry. But because this is from Maverick's perspective now where he has become the instructor one thing I admired about it was it's one of those rare movies where it seems like Tom Cruise is willing to play a character of his age. They actually leaned into that specifically as opposed to the Mission Impossible films where I remember watching watching Ghost Protocol and going, guy's kind of aging. No one's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> then you watch him here and you're like, he looks amazing. He looks amazing. Especially everyone's next to all these young people. <laughs> but everyone's pointing out he's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> and I mean, they use his growth. It has a coming of age quality, even though you do meet Maverick at a point in his life when he is more sage and has a bit more experience and wisdom it's, on him. It's not this dark. Imagine there was a bunch of Top Gun movies in the 80s and this was the Logan of the Top Gun films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a much more introspective version of this guy. He still has that Maverick Maverick ego and cockiness, but much more care and clearly has a lot of pain. What I loved about Tom Cruise's performance was whatever that gap is, you can feel that Tom Cruise filled all that in, and that's the weight he's carrying in his performance. Before watching this movie, I was mainly expecting to come out of here going, the flight, and that's all amazing. You've heard a billion people say that, but a lot of credit goes to Tom Cruise's amazing performance in this movie. He gives an incredible performance. He brought his 100% A game in terms of acting, and it is one of those, you know, it is like a bro cry in a 
a bro hug movie, but in a very different way from the original. And I like that Tom it's Cruise like older is, bro looking after younger bros. Exactly, <laughs> trying to impart a little knowledge and help the, the younger, younger bro grow into the best bro he can possibly be. <laughs> or she. There are female pilots as well in here. Yeah. By a couple, we mean one. It's a good and, character. I liked it. And it is gets really emotional. You know, there. I, I think I saw you crying. I did cry a couple times. It yeah, touched me in multiple yeah. ways during scene like, scenes bro, and during cry. action scenes. Yeah. Don't cry. Don't cry until the yeah. end when the characters are crying to let us know it's okay to cry in the theater. Yeah. Not until Alpha cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the order comes down from yeah. Tom. Then crying's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> you just look like a chump. There were times I caught myself where I didn't realize I was I was yeah. actually I my my fist was clenched yeah. for a large portion in so many of the sequences, especially in the finale. Nipple chills. I was really into it. And I couldn't believe I can how to intense that. it was. Now Jennifer Connolly is a good stand-in for someone pretty <laughs> to look at. There is some of that 80s cheese, and I and I, I wouldn't say cheese in a bad way. There there is some of that 80s pulpy emotionality that I think really suits the movie well and tempers it because there is a soaring heart swell that I think the original Top Gun does encompass, especially through the music and the motifs of the uh, iconic songs in it. And there is a love story at the core of that. And you have all these big personalities of the pilots. So there, there is some of that cheese. And I feel like some of that comes in through Jennifer Connelly because it is so kind of idyllic the way that they capture that relationship and that longing. But I want to stress, I feel like it wouldn't be Top Gun without that. It's updated well enough for today that it's not super cheesy and it's not trying to emulate the 80s. It just feels like it's akin to yeah. what came before it from the 80s. I agree. No, that's a great way to put it. I mean, though, I think Kelly McGinnis was a great character, though, in the first one. See, I felt like Kelly McGillis, and that was in the 80s, I thought she was a like a great character. And then here, Jennifer Connelly, while I think Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise have just a natural great chemistry, because clearly their charisma it bounces off of each other, I found myself going, why is she like nothing? I don't like, I don't understand what her character is. She's just <laughs> idyllic She's, dream girl. Yeah, she like, really it, is. It starts becoming like tone poem she, for her. It really what, does. What is this performance we're watching? She's here? teaching him stuff, like, and she runs her own bar and things, like, and it's I, all I, idyllic. I forget about you. They try to implement that thing of, I might not come back alive. Like, I forgot you existed. She's out of a sun-swept <laughs> montage set to saxophone music a little bit, but it does add, again, like a nice element of heart, we even though she's not as much her. of an interest. <laughs> yeah. She is not as much of a character, and I and you can levy that as a gripe, because Kelly McGillis like, is an actual character yeah. in a different way. The most that Jennifer Connelly's character gets is just like, don't break my heart again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a lot of smiling. Yeah. The one who surprised me is Miles Teller. He plays Goose's son, Goose's son who's called Rooster. <laughs> what? Yeah. There's a theme. I have a weird relationship with Miles Teller. Every time I watch Miles Teller in a movie, my first thought for like the first 10 minutes on screen is, I bet this guy's a real prick. Like that in real, I, I, that's where I go. My mind just goes, I hate this guy. He's just such a snob. And then almost every movie I watch him in, that's my first reaction. And then I'm like, you know, this guy's a pretty damn good actor. This guy's a great. <laughs> Miles <laughs> Teller always winning me over. Name any movie with Miles Teller and I, my mind just works that way with him. He is especially at first you know it's like it's been revealed that he plays goose's son i started thinking like eh, it was whatever Halfway through, like it's whatever. But in the last half, he does some he great rose to the stuff. Occasion, yeah. He's a he, he becomes like a really strong 
character and, and a big heart. So yeah, guys, it's a really strong recommendation for Top Gun Maverick. Beautifully shot, wonderfully acted, no action movie like it other than the first Top Gun. That movie made Tom Cruise famous. This is Tom Cruise with power and here's how he's going to produce this. In his victory <laughs> this lap. Is, this is like practical Meaningful effects. Meaningful victory lap. It is in, it's insane how they pulled this off. I, I This is one of those movies as, as I was watching it, I, I was going, I want to see the making of. This looks absolutely terrifying to put your actors through. This had a big bleeding heart. It had incredible action sequences, a great Tom Cruise performance, a great ensemble, and it checked all the boxes I personally would want out of a Top Gun movie while also elevating that, honoring it in a way that's not obnoxious. I, I would absolutely recommend seeing this on the best possible screen. All right, guys, we will uh, see y'all soon.